Well, 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 welcome to the mayhem Dick and Lloyd mayhem Media mayhem Market in a mayhem You might love it, you might hate it Here's my favorite freaking show 1958, Elvis enters the army You ain't nothing but a the Beatles invade America. It's been a hard day. 1969, Jimmy, Janice, and nearly a half million camp out at Woodstock. 1974, KY-102 signs on the air as Kansas City's rock and roll radio station. July 1, 1974. After all the memos and creation plans had flown by, it was time to take this new radio station to the air. I, Dick Wilson, was in a lonely studio at 6 a.m. listening to the last sounds of WDAF-FM. At the top of the hour, I opened the mic and said, and now for something completely different. KYYS, Kansas City. And so the birth of KY-102. Many on-air generations came in the future, but today, Dick and Loy's Media and Marketing Mayhem present the air staff from the first day on the air, July 1, 1974. And it's lunchtime at Jasper's Italian Restaurant. Hey, Loy, we're out here at Jasper's, uh, and this is a, a very special day, you know, of course. Dick, this is cool. I mean, this is all five of the original KY-102 guys. You're hearing the stories, and many of them we've recorded for law purposes. But uh, <laughs> other than that, that's that's what the deal is. This is September 7th when we're doing this. Tonight is the big reunion party down at Knuckleheads with uh, the entire staff and all those other people that came after us. I don't know what they did. But this was July 1, 1970. The first day on the air with the staff. Everybody's looking well. They're they're healthy and they're alive. They, you think? Just well, it seems to be. Yeah, it seems to be. All right. So I kicked off the morning show, and then after that, it was middays with Casey Stengel. Hello there. How you doing? I'm doing good. You still sound the same you did back then. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. My gosh, you know. still remember the radio station, KY102. That's what it was called, yeah. No, but who came up with that idea, huh? I brought that Maybe in. it was the guy in the afternoon. Did you really? Max yeah, Floyd. Yeah, Max yeah. Floyd. Max is here, was the original program director and the afternoon guy. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm, uh, you know, I'm still on the air, as you know. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. No, that, that, that's, his, that's his thing he puts on his nose at night when he sleeps. That's right. the hair. He's on the, the CPAP machine. The little, little oxygen mix. I still wear headphones because I can't hear any of them. <laughs> All right. Max Floyd, and then after that was Catfish Chris Kelly. Oh, yeah. His eye. Look at him. We in got him back blood. in town here. With man. no hair. Well, that's all right, you know. You, you, those are decisions we can all make in life. So. <laughs> Good to have wow. you. And then all night, Cliff Beam. Hello, Cliff. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, yeah, that's, that goes way back. I think I was... 12 years old when I started. <laughs> nice try. Uh, wow. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we're here today to talk about some of the stories we've been hearing already, and I can't believe the stuff that Casey Stengel's brought along. Uh, you know, yeah. we need to get some pictures of this for the YouTube uh, version of this show. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, uh, how did you keep all this stuff, Casey? I don't know. I, it, it, 
You stole this was, it. You well, stole yeah, I stole it. a bunch of stuff. <laughs> well, I, I, I said, well, if I ever do a radio station, i got to do this playlist. But anywho, um, kept it, put it in a big box uh, back in se- about 1977, and it's been sitting in my storage bin probably that long. Has it been here? Okay. And uh, wow. with, with some old T-shirts, uh, the America T-shirt, KY102 is one when we presented America. That was the first show, wasn't it? That was it, the man? first the KY guys, Presents. Was it? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Timeline really affects me, you know. I just I, I can't get it all straight. I I do know that we uh, we went on the air not really expecting all this, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. or we would have kept photographic proof and a journal. Yeah, <laughs> well, we just <laughs> went on true. with too many people, and there it was. And there it was the way it went. So that I wish I remember what the second song was. <laughs> yeah, that would be the good it one. It must yeah. have been in the in category, which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, the old playlist. Was, that was five minutes after six. Who knows? Who cares? I guess. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, we remember originally, and Catfish kept a copy of it. The original memo about the mm-hmm. station from Ross Reagan, who was okay. the PD of AM, yeah. was the kind of station that it would be. He had a different, a little bit of a different feel about it than I did. Okay. He wanted it really music oriented, jocks say nothing, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know, let them talk, man. Yeah, and, yeah. and we had the right guys to do it. Oh, sure, time. yeah. yeah. Couldn't get a little noisy because the doors are opening. We're having uh, some food delivered, I think, here at Jasper, so that'll be cool. And will come along here in just a that, few minutes. That there. was the big thing. We got out uh, of the station Granted, everything was the mu- was based on the music, and that's what really brought us out. But the the jocks got out yeah. and did remotes and oh, showed yeah. up at places yeah. and promotions and stuff like that. Instead of like uh, KWKI Quickie ninety three, where they locked the yeah. door and you were in a little tin can down there. And, uh, didn't you walk through that hole in the wall or yes. something to get yes. into the studio? Yeah. Uh, uh, Max, how was how was KY so different on that first day from what else besides Quickie was in town? Well, KUDL was uh, the big station in town as far as underground And concerned. they were the, the underground, slow-talking... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, really progressive. Uh, smoking is around the air. What we elected to do, because my, my background was top 40, and I, I, I like jocks, mm-hmm. and I wanted disc jockeys to present themselves just as a normal human being, not with some, you know, hey, man, so forth. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, had, I had tried this out. It, it, it had its off-Broadway uh, debut in Denver, and then... It was just the right time at the right place here mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and we decided that we would be a lifestyle connection. Concerts, movies, whatever. And the music was right, and uh, we were somebody who described it once, I think, as Progressive Station was a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. A station like we did was a supermarket. And really, that's the way it was. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Ross Reagan was the big guy back then uh, on the AM station, and he made a lot of yeah. input into it, as you said. He did. Yeah. He, he got it rolling, and he called me, and he said, you know, I know you're out of a job, so mm-hmm. you yeah. want to try this? I said, okay, I'll come in. Yeah. How many times have you received that you're out of a job call? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get a job. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, phenomenal. Loy, were you listening at all to the radio back then? I know you weren't a, a radio kind of guy. No, but I was listening a little bit. I mean... That was high school days for me, and yep. 102 was, um, people don't understand, Pe- younger people have no idea how dominant this medium was, and how a jock was really a very famous person locally, and I, I mean, I don't even know if they can relate to how this this phenomenon was, but I, I want to know from you guys, 
you know, how many people were tuned into this station? Uh, I mean, it must have been a fascinating deal to be part of that ride, and all of a sudden the listenership skyrockets and you become kind of media celebrities. I mean, I I, I listen once in a while, but I was aware of everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew the the personalities. It was like much more Mm -hmm. than a... Uh, a TV anchor man or anything like that these days. I knew that KY 102 had made it the day in 1975. I walked into Temple Slug and they had us on the radio. Wow! Yeah. And that's oh, that. Okay. I mean, they were the the big head shop at the time. Oh you yeah, know. still around. Yeah, yeah, still around. Yeah. And uh, ended up buying a water bed from them too. People are still <laughs> trying to sleep on those beds. I can remember they were doing like. Uh, uh, CMC stereo. Yeah, I did. I was thinking about the old stereo of the old stores that were here in town. But I mean, uh, realizing when he got there, the the first one that I ever did, the traffic that came in, and it was it was almost like overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was almost wanted to go run and hide because I wanted to go. I think we we called in. I think on the telephone to do the remote. Mm -hmm. So Uh, whether we listened or not, we. We traded with all those hip merchants who advertised on 102, because yeah. and the the Cowtown Ballroom and the whole deal and the the record stores, the Tigers and Keefs and Musicland. Me, I yeah. should have bought stock in Brandsmart. Yeah. Oh, oh my heavens! <laughs> I every Saturday, if it wasn't every Saturday, it was a Friday night. One of us. Was out there doing something. Sure, brand yeah, smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Are they still in business? No, I, no, they're, I, not, they're, they're not. They're not, not, not being in Kansas. No. So remember, also, we <clears throat> decided early on to become the concert station, and we had a great situation with Chris Fritz. Yes, and, and there was nothing more exciting mm-hmm. than Chris Fritz major concert announcement mm-hmm. this afternoon. Oh, yeah. You know, people would line up at Capers Corner, Capers, Capers, Capers Corner, Capers Corner, yeah. Corner. Keith and Lawrence, yeah. Keith and Lawrence, <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. we would go out and do the big stadium shows. Where uh, we'd have a traffic guy flying over, usually Stan yeah. Andrews or something like that. Speaking of that, do you remember the very, like I mentioned it earlier before we went, when we started recording, um, Arrowhead Stadium, 75, it was our first stadium show with Chicago and the Beach Boys. Yeah. And, and all of the monitors, I'd never seen this before. I, probably because I never went to California before. All the monitors were white, and the microphones and the microphone stands were white. Yeah. And this is what the Beach Boys, my glove, wanted. I'm going yeah. on. All right, everybody, hang on a minute. Crying Jasper's in here. You're going to take a picture of us for. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Cheeseburger. I'm not here. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> If you send any of those to my ex-wife, you didn't see me here. There you go. <laughs> well, I want to get your comments, Jasper, on your memories of KY 102. 102 in the morning, Rockers High School, 1976. That's my memory. Uh, <laughs> freshman year, going to school, we'd have it on in the morning with uh, with you all. And then I remember a reunion, not a reunion, but a luncheon at the restaurant on 75th Street. Yeah. In the uh, in the gold room, the, the the private room, the Medici room. Okay, cuz and we- uh, and they were giving some away. I I'm, I'm trying to think if there was some hot rod lady in town. Uh, her and her husband were in town. They were well known around Kansas City, around the country. It wasn't Marilyn Chambers, was it? No, no, no. 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 Powder oh, Puff Shirley rolled down. 
Dickie Wait a second, Shirley Muldowney. That's who it was. Powder Puff Shirley Muldowney. That's it. That's right. I forgot wow. about that. And that's how I remember it Good. coming to lunch. They're still working. Uh, brains are still working. No they kidding. Remember that. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for coming in today. We're honored to have you all here, and well, thank you. it's well, great thank to see everyone together. We appreciate being here. It's still a good place, the great place to come. <laughs> thank you. Jasper. forever. Hey, and those, co- those, those concerts we covered, by the way, there were no cell phones, obviously, and we would take a payphone on each corner of the stadium out there yes. and oh. do our reports yes. from. I remember that. And then we'd get on stage and announce it. I remember one particular show with Ted Nugent was in. I guess I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Ted's period when all he would say was, that's Ted's, man. That's Ted's. <laughs> and we're broadcasting live. Yeah, okay, there you go. And yeah. I send McKay back to the stage wow. and say, see if you can grab some live stuff. We can't put that on the air. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You, let's talk about that first day, memories. All right. I, I'll jump in here because I played the first song and people always ask, why did you play that uh, Too Many People song? Well, I've made stories up since then. Uh, Actually, I just like the song, but if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of talks about the KY experience. Too many people going underground. That's a part of the lyrics. He thought about this. That was was KUDL. Okay. And then... It went away in, what, 1997? Yeah, I think. Something like that. I think it was, yeah. So, you know, uh, you you had your first mistake. You took your lucky break and broke it in two. That was the story of (laughs) KY ending. Well, you you know, KUDL, the story on... Here's Paul McCartney. (laughs) (laughs) The story on KUDL is Bob Garrett was working there at the time, and he tells the story that uh, when we came on the air... They had given away those little FM converters, you know, and he, they had they were out in a pasture somewhere, and he said people would come by and throw their converters <laughs> at the game deal at the building. <laughs> so he knew at that time he had to come over and work for us. All right, know. but basically that's all I remember from the first day. Uh, so let's go to uh, Casey Stengel, your first day memories. Anything still rattling around in there? Uh, very little. Uh, it's it's kind of like... Uh, I was talking earlier about uh, Joe. Uh, do you remember the last time we were on this stage? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, talking about Woodstock, but all I remember was similar to Max. I got into Kansas City out of Indianapolis in uh, late June of '74. They put us up at the old Phillips House. I was lucky enough to uh, get a, a room with air conditioning there at that time. And uh, originally I was hired for, to sell, be a salesman. And I forget who it was, somebody didn't show, and Max had heard a, an air check uh, tape of me that I did in Indianapolis to get on the air. I remember walking down the hall and Max pointed at me and said, the, the day before, this was the day before we were due to sign on, you're going on middays. And I don't remember what the first record was that I played. I do remember the last record I played, but uh, but it was a hit. Whatever you played was a hit. It was. A, it, <laughs> it, def- be. it definitely was. And you didn't cheat on the music, did no, you? No, was no. It, I, fo- I followed the programming. Yeah, was it an A four or was it a B six? <laughs> <laughs> it was you an A. It, it was an A. A was an A cut, and uh, if it wasn't an A cut, KY made it a hit. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but uh, that's. 
my vague, my memory's a little vague. The very first day, I think I was a little scared. You know what, Liz? Well, how yeah, about we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that was everybody's favorite <laughs> word back then in, yeah, in the studio. Yeah. You know, you'd be walking past the studio and you're here, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not me. No, 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 no. And and me being Max Floyd, the guy that uh, kind of steered the whole start of this thing and worked afternoons. What? Any first day memories for you? I know you and yeah. I are struggling with any memories, but yeah, I, I, I don't have memories. Yeah. I remember when they put me up at the Phillips house. <laughs> the air conditioning didn't work, and I went down to the desk, and the guy said, "Here, the master keys. Go find one that works." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a Phillips house. That's great. Uh, so it wasn't only radio stations <laughs> yeah. that were run that way. Yeah, Everything was everything run that was way run in those days. You like your roommate? Yeah. <laughs> I was late. I was late getting on the air. I, I was dating again, of course, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I no, I wasn't late getting on the air. But I, I honestly don't remember much about that. The 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 days after I remember because it took us, you guys. It took us six years to be number one. In this town, I right. mean, over anything else. I mean, we had to we had a twelve one in uh, the winter book of what seventy nine, I believe. I think it was, yeah. And those of us who don't know, twelve one is an amazing number. You Huge. know. Thank you. But the first year, there's the ARB seventy five. Look, look at look at what we did in the first year. We went yeah, on top yeah. of every every other station right. in our category. Max, explain what a twelve one is to people. That let Dick explain that. He's a little more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> attuned. He was a little short of the 50 that WHB used to have in the city. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling with Dolan. Yeah. But in the old days, they used yeah. those guys used to do 60s and so forth. But they know, did, yes. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, 12 uh, one was the percentage of the people that uh, were using radio in the market at the moment. And we had 12% of it, which was uh, higher than uh, many other people at that time. So now they have PPM, so, you know, when you're sleeping, they know what you're listening to. So lunch is coming here, and uh, everybody is pretty much on an old man's diet. That's good. Uh, I like that. Except for Max, he's got a couple of big meatballs on the platter. (laughs) He's got a couple of big (laughs) ones. I'll take those with me. (laughs) All right, let's move to nighttime now, because Catfish Chris Kelly was the guy that came in after everybody left the station and uh, was on the air. What's your thoughts? Any thoughts about that first day? The first day, the phones never stopped ringing. Mm. I think we had like five lines. Remember the, the studio phone? We had five lines in there, and it was just flashing like a Christmas tree. Okay. And they never it wasn't old, stopped. Was it? It no, was no, 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 okay, no. no. We didn't learn that trick until later. <laughs> yeah, okay. And Max comes in, answer the phones, man, answer the phones. I don't need to answer the phones, answer the phones. <laughs> uh, because Max knew that on the other end was uh, our our customers. They were They really were our customers. First night was um, lonesome. There wasn't anybody around. There was nobody in the hallway. Um, Dan Henry and and Charles Gray had all gone home across the hall in uh, the AM News. And Chuck Boyles, you were doing traffic on DAF in the morning. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. When, uh, in in late June of 74, and I was uh, at UMKC and uh, going to school and, and producing Chuck Boyles at night. And, and he Chuck, was a big deal in town. Oh, yeah. my, He yes. really was, yeah. He was a big deal nationally. Mm-hmm. He was, he was the, in uh, Dallas before he came up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after we get off the air at midnight, 
a after KY got started, well, Chuck and I would find the Jack Daniels bottle that was somehow in his briefcase. And we would <laughs> we would end up drinking in the parking lot on Signal Hill till uh, 2, 2.30, whenever we've decided that we're tired enough that we can go home and sleep. <laughs> so that's what, that's what we did. And um, that first night was, was uh, we didn't go have any Jack Daniels that night, but but I saw him in the hallway, and and uh, uh, it was fun to to go. He's well, how do you like the new job? And I'm going, oh, it's great, man, it's terrific. Then I found Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> you actually put it in the studio, Max. So we played it, and we played it a lot, and um, uh, only because it was the only seven-minute version. And when it was time to see the restroom. You can't be away for it was kind of a thing with jocks, you know. Yeah. You you, you got to play a long song if you got to go to the can. So sure enough, well, um, I had I had uh, those six seven minute versions and learned how to use them very well. Mm -hmm. And the first night was uh, was was no different. But I was the kind of a, a jock that that I would tear up the equipment because I loved loud rock and roll. <laughs> and so uh, you walk into my studio. And even on the first night, and I've got it cranked, man. It, it, it's wide open. And whatever we were playing, I liked it. Uh, uh, speaking of being alone, Cliff Beam was the all-night guy. This is, a, this is a, a position that doesn't exist anywhere in the country anymore. <laughs> Maybe in New York City. I'm not sure. But midnight to six, Cliff, huh? You know, what was it like then? You know, uh, really... Uh, Really, a different gig as far as I guess starting out the first time of, of being on that time of uh, that time of night. I mean, I remember. Uh, I guess uh, uh, we do. Uh, well, for instance, you have the uh, the times that the station goes down for maintenance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there happened to be a little saloon that was down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, uh, so, so Cliff would make his way down for happy hour, uh, <laughs> and then sometimes at six in the morning, if I got off the air, uh, Kelly's in Westport was open. And that's where the uh, people that worked at the, uh, the uh, hospital. Yeah. Uh, so I got to meet a few different uh, nurses oh. that worked uh, oh, yeah, there yeah, in the yeah. morning. But a lot uh, better than looking in the manor. It, right it was, but uh, I'll tell you what, it was uh, a great experience, as I recall. I, I think the first night, um, I think I was somewhat terrified. Mm. Uh, just really didn't know what to expect. Uh, Is it because you knew of that mega talent coming on at 6 a.m. following you? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it just, I, you know what? I never did see him. <laughs> I put on a, I put on a, an album about uh, 5:50. Yeah, Sympathy for the devil. The 5 a.m. album replay. I have done all nights before. You're terrified because you're afraid he's not going to get there in time. Oh yeah. Morning men are famous for that. What was really weird about it though was that you know literally going in and wondered. Is there anybody that's really listening at this time of night? Okay, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, the first night, just like what Chris is talking about, the phones were just constant. Every line was full. Uh, the other thing I, I think about was, I discovered that a few nights in, was the dreaded, as I always envisioned it, the little red light that was on the wall, which meant that Max or Ron were calling uh, to remind you that you either didn't play off the playlist correctly or yeah, something, right. but that was rare. That was really, really rare. When did you rare. start? When did you start the uh, feature album? 
because I remember that the that, midnight album yeah, hour. Yeah, we did a midnight album hour, so that killed a good hour for me. Yeah, I'd, go, I'd go visit the roof. I mean, that was uh, so unbelievably hot when you did it because I mean, people would call middays. Right. You know, what's, what's the feature tonight? album tonight? What's yeah. the feature album tonight? Well, of course, now you can stream anything, but back yeah. then that was the big deal. Oh yeah, and then I'd get people, of course, that didn't want me to to uh, not. Don't say anything because I'm trying to <laughs> record this. Yeah, but <laughs> and if I remember correctly, Max, correct me if I'm wrong. The reason we did that was not because we wanted to play the album. It's just promoting it through the day yeah. made it sound hip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was quite a deal. It was one of those shows. I remember that. I don't know whether you'd gone to Chicago or what, but you were the PD for a while. Were you not? I was after Max left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did, when you did you leave? Max? When did you go to Chicago? Eighty. Yeah, well, it's been 1980, 81 or so, something like I that. I remember seeing you in a starched white dress shirt and a tie. I kept I'm it in the office. Who yeah. in uh, the yeah. hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> no well, pants. you know, they. And it was Dick. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of those other memories in general you have. Max, you brought up a story that all of us kind of remember i think it was halloween night we were out visiting people or trick-or-treating or something and we had the hippo suit <laughs> yeah we I guess, I, I guess we were all over the place we probably had people invite us and we were Let on this kind stop of by their parties yeah i don't know we're, we're on a clip of some kind mm -hmm. and we're leading ron boss around who's got the hippo suit on because he's the biggest one of us and so Without put, his glasses. Put the seat on. <laughs> suit on. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, he tripped and his foot fell, fell down the cliff, and we're all chasing it down to the water. <laughs> Why do you remember that? I don't pink, know. That it was the funniest thing. I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the time I, I, I've told the story before. At the beginning of the station, we did a bunch of a series of promotions called The Great Race. Mm -hmm. And you would drive your car into Channel 4 there through the, uh, through the parking lot, pay $10. And you'd have a timed race to get to certain points, and then you'd maybe win five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. What well, we did the first time, we had some outside people do it, and the clues were good, and you know you had to have a certain time to get to the checkpoint, etc. And Ron Voss is stuffing money in his pockets. I think he took us out for uh, something to eat afterwards. Yeah, uh -huh. he's, he's got all his cash, and um, it worked out well. We did another one, and then we did another. One. We said we'll do it ourselves with the clues and everything else except we forgot to make it a timed race. Mm -hmm. oh. So when they came through, we had these Corvettes doing 100 miles an hour trying to get down to, <laughs> I think it was Johnson County Community College, the first place. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, one of our salespeople was up on stage trying to make some kind of, uh, of order out of this whole thing. People were yelling, we're here, we're first. <laughs> I pulled up and I pulled up behind the crowd and I figured, what the hell, I joined the crowd. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Some of those promotions were just amazing. I mean, oh my there, gosh. We, there was nothing we wouldn't do. You know, I remember going out, and this may have been a little bit later, but you and I and some other people taking some McCartney tickets out to Lawrence, Ooh. and we were in this motor home. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, the, it was do, a Travco yeah. Dodge van. Yeah, was it big, big Travco Dodge? Van. Do, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And we got out there. We we're going to give away free <laughs> tickets to McCartney. That was one of the ad agencies supplied us with that van. And people were rocking that thing <laughs> in the parking lot. We ended up throwing the tickets out the window and driving home. <laughs> driving away as quick as it was possible. Too scary. <laughs> Good golly! Wow. Any other stories anybody remembered? I was at a concert once, and I don't remember the year. When was 
Shaka Khan, Steve Miller Band, <coughs> The Eagles, and The Rolling Stones show. I think oh, that, was, that was in your dreams. I think that was summer of 75. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think. Well, that, I think so. Because I walked in to the press box upstairs at Arrowhead Stadium, and we'd all been backstage, so we went upstairs for the air conditioning. Because <laughs> it was the summertime, and it's Kansas City and the humidity. <laughs> so we walk in, and there sits Mick Jagger, Joe Walsh, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and I sit down, and all of a sudden, here comes the Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, we should have bought stock in Jack Daniels yeah, a long yeah. time ago, Max. Yeah. We'd be very, very rich now. It comes flying by, and all of a sudden, boom! The door opens and bangs up against the wall in the press box, and in walks a very stoned Shaka Khan. Oh, really? She's so loaded, she can't stand up. Mick Jagger is rolling on the floor (laughs) laughing at her. (laughs) And I'm going, how in the world did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It just blew me away. Joe Joe looked at me, and he's sitting right next to me like you're sitting here, Casey. and, And he goes... She's pretty ripped, isn't she? <laughs> 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 and laughs. He just laughs. And I went, yeah, Joe, I think she's uh, she's gone. She's really gone. Wow. So that, I remember that one distinctly because, obviously, of who the people oh, were yeah. in that yeah. press box. And yeah. they were sitting there. And Steve Miller was not there because he was on stage at the time. Okay. Somebody and, had to uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> somebody was working. The record guys. You remember the record reps? Bill Rush? Still around. Still around. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they would come and see Max all the time. And they'd come up with promo albums and run into this, the studio and go, Hey, Chris, how you doing? La, 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 la. Here's the latest from blah, 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 blah. And um, so we would get our, our copies, go home and listen, and, and maybe we'd cheat, you know, <laughs> on the music. And um, uh, there was a guy with Warner Brothers. And the only reason I say this is because it's associated with Linda Ronstadt and one of Linda's visits here. Chuck, do you remember Chuck's last name with Warner Brothers? Um, Chuck Lackner? Chuck Lackner. Lackner. See, you did well on that one, man. Yeah. Chuck Lackner. Is he still around? I, I see his, him. Yeah, he. I think he... You'll see him on Facebook every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Crying out loud. Well... At that time, Linda was on um, Asylum, Asylum, which was um, part of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So Chuck had the duty when Linda Ronstadt came to town. I don't, again, I don't remember the year, but it was seventy-five-ish, something seventy-six maybe. And so she comes to town. For some reason, we ended up in the limousine going to Nikki Larson's house down on the plaza. Okay. You remember Nick, Nicolette, Nicolette Larson? Larson yeah. Nicolette Larson. Yeah. A lot of love. And and uh, she sang um, back up and sang with Linda mm-hmm. on uh, lots of her recordings. And so she wanted to go see Nikki. Uh, I didn't know where Nikki lived, and neither did the limousine driver. And um, uh, Linda sort of, kind of, sort of knew, but we weren't in the right neighborhood. So she's totally lost. And um, so I, I ended up. It cost me my marriage. <laughs> what? Yeah. One night. One yeah. night. Got his yeah. Marriage. I, everybody thought because because Chuck was not with us, and he his assignment was to be with the artist 
all the time, 24-7, generally, um, uh, with the artist. So, I, you know, I'm going, oh, my God. Well, my I'd wife... I've given up one marriage for one night on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it turns out that there was, nothing happened. It's just that we got, we literally got lost on, on the plaza down Moore Parkway trying to find Nikki's house. Couldn't find it to save our souls. Well, a rumor got back that Linda was with me, mm -hmm. and she was, but we had all our clothes on. Everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, no. Which was uh, a rarity for you back then. <laughs> <laughs> Why not take them off? Oh, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> Well, I should have, because I, you know, obviously mm. Linda is a very attractive um, young lady. Oh, she looked good. Then, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness! Wow. That was the hot pants era. Oh my goodness! You know, when you tell the story, you, get, you might change the ending to "Yeah, we had something going on," <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it would be such a well. I know, the, but the ex-wife is still in Austin, so she might hear. She okay. might hear. Uh, well, your ex is yeah, living in Texas. Uh, this oh, is, I mean, uh, Marilyn Chambers came to the studio the next oh. week, but that probably had nothing to do. With Wasn't it. a big deal with Marilyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The, Those pictures early, are still out there too. In the early days, uh, KY. Uh, uh, would take advertisements even from the old Chelsea Theater, mm -hmm. oh, if you remember yeah, that. Sure. Because yes, I used to get to do. voice a bunch of Gerard yeah. Damiano presents <laughs> the seduction of Mimi. <laughs> you I know, like that. and mm -hmm. uh, uh, all that stuff. And then several of the, uh, shall we say, legit advertisers were a little upset, and all of a sudden we didn't do. Uh, the old Chelsea anymore. All right, I've got a story about the old Chelsea real quick here. Uh, because I'll bet you do. <laughs> Which the old Chelsea was adult films before you could watch them on cable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one afternoon, uh, when I was still at WDAF before KY, uh, we all we went down there. The staff kind of went down, and it was dark in the theater. And I think Mark. Mark Foster and I were already seated in the theater, and uh, our eyes had adjusted, and Dan Henry walks in. Unexpected. <laughs> 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 and so I say, ladies and gentlemen, it's WDAF's Dan Henry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The stories that we have. Wow. Good golly. But you could go there if you had enough people with you. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 so, so when you, you went alone... It was bad. Like, uh, you know, Pee Wee. Yeah. Uh, and then it was, a long, there was a problem. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, talking about stories along that line, mm -hmm. and Max is about to kick me under the table. Uh, when we first got to Kansas City in 74, Max and I were at the Phil old Phillips house, 12th and Baltimore. And Ron was in the hotel behind us, the old Continental with the Playboy Club on okay. top. Mm -hmm. And if you remember where the Marriott is now was kind of the Sin Strip. There were all the topless. That was 12th Street. Yeah, 12th yeah. Street. Yeah, 12th Street. Right, yeah. Yep. You remember um, those, Lloyd? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I was a regular well, pal, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> we used to eat uh, downstairs of the Phillips House in a place called the Sirloin Room. I think it's still there. Uh, it was very nice restaurant, very good food. The reason we ate there was we had trade. But um, we would come up the stairs after dinner and we'd walk around the block. And uh, this was Ron Voss, Max, and I. And you've got a picture. Ron it was head and shoulders over me. He was a tall, very tall. I was on one side of him, um, skinny, skinny, uh, twenty-something-year-old. Max was on the other side of him, and we're just taking our after-dinner walk before we go back to our room. And this, I, I admittedly attractive lady of the evening comes up, 
and um, <clears throat> says, you boys interested in the party a little bit later on tonight? Now, as I say, Ron was a big guy. You've got to picture this. He straightens himself up, puts his hands on his hips, and goes, these two are with me. <laughs> like that. And as she goes around my side of the group to walk on, all I hear is, well, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's talk about, we've mentioned Ron a lot. Uh, memory. Ron Voss was the first general manager of KY. And I, I don't know where he came from, Max. Where where did we find Ron? Uh, uh, yeah, occasionally earlier. Yeah, he was he was at a uh, uh, couple stations, uh, most notably WFMS uh, in Indianapolis. Okay. For Susquehanna Broadcasting. Okay. Um, which was a great company. I worked for them for a while. They were yeah. the last uh, great radio company out of York, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, he uh, he also did a, quite a very long time with Pepper Tanner. Uh, jingles uh, okay. out of uh, Nashville or Memphis. Made when, all the radio jingles? Yes, mm -hmm. made, made a bunch of radio jingles. And at that time, Taft Broadcasting was uh, wanting to change over their FMs. And Ron uh, went around and surveyed Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, which was Taft's home market, and several others listening to the market and making suggestions on what he think thinks he could sell. Now here's where Ro Ross Reagan and Max came in because uh, they had all the programming experience. Ron was mostly sales. And uh, how it exactly came together, but he interviewed out here in Kansas City with, uh, who, what was the gentleman's name? Bob Fanning, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Bob Fanning. Oh. And the FM that was going to change first in Taft Broadcasting was uh, WDAF FM. Mm -hmm. They hired him on, and he was he was really good at sales. And really, what what Max was for programming that, that really put us, uh, uh, our niche in the market, Ron was for sales because if, if you didn't sell the station, if you didn't sell advertising, you weren't on the air for very long. Well, that's true, yeah. So sure. uh, yeah. that's that's great where, guy. That's Ron how I Voss. got to know Ron Voss. Yep, sure was. Sure was. He was the the image of the hippo. Yeah. I think didn't he have stuffed toys and stuff like that? Didn't he him and his wife collect them? Yes. Well, see, he had some things in his office, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. collectible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the hippo idea, Max, you'd know more about this. It's supposedly the hippo idea, uh, or the station mascot idea, came out of Indianapolis. Uh, WNAP in Indianapolis had a purple buzzard. <laughs> and the the big, uh, let's see if this gets censored on the podcast, the big station in Indianapolis was WIFE. It was a Don Burden station. And uh, they had a great big billboard outside of Weir Cook Airport where it said, while you were away, WIFE has been spending time with your wife. Okay. So another company comes in, puts WNAP on the air, which was a, uh, a rocker. And they buy the billboard behind it and says, while you were away, WNAP has been eating your, and they've got the banner, W-I-F-E. And all you can see is the W, part of the F, and the oh, E. Oh, wow. And 
it uh, they got fined like ten thousand dollars or something <laughs> like that, and WNAP went to number one in the marketplace. Wow, wow! I wish that would have worked for a jingle that Lloyd did for me later in my radio oh, yeah. career. Uh, do you want to tell folks about that, Lloyd? Yeah, we uh, had a band called the Clam Jam Band, and we were a little <laughs> bit uh, a little off center, but we we did a, a jingle for Dick that was. Hey Wilson, hey Wilson, you're Casey's favorite dick. <laughs> well, at that time there was Dick Berkeley, there was Dick Hauser, yeah. and Kansas City was full of dicks. A lot of dicks running around. <laughs> and so why not clean the best? Dick's, Dick started playing this thing, and uh, then they decided. I, I don't know who at the station decided at that time they were going to turn that into. A, Billboard campaign. We did a couple billboards on that. Well, you yeah. know, you've just used your name for many things That's over right. the years, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Remember yes. that we we took a trip early in our years with I think you and I and maybe Bob Garrett and somebody yeah. else and Jay, and we were in San Diego or L.A. One or of those radio conventions. Yeah, and we had a camp. Garrett had a camera, and uh, we do this. A lot of interviews with Dick as the mayor of Dicktown. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was, I don't know if you still have those tapes or not, but they were pretty funny. Yeah. I'm the mayor of Dicktown. I remember that, yeah. That was after a few drinks out on the patio <laughs> of, the, of the rooms who we were sharing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool deal. Of course, Dick never heard of the other one where I said, the name's Wilson, no doubt you played with my balls. <laughs> Whoop. Yeah. Oh! Oh! 15 yards. That's right. Rough in the past. <laughs> and that still works today. <laughs> <laughs> that would still work today. Well, you know, as we talk about the first day of KY and and uh, the good things that happened to it since then, and, and, and none of us knew it that day on July 174 that things were happening, but uh, uh, they certainly did happen. And uh, when did the actual KY die, Max? When? And, you know, not this one that they remade, but 1997. Uh, September wasn't it September September was it 1997 yeah because yeah. Uh, that was the day they pulled the plug on on everybody yeah um, and then we remember about a month later they, they came back but uh, they they already had it ready to go we were all uh, we were all pretty shocked about that I want uh, also I think it's the very first picture of the staff mm -hmm. taken it was out at uh, a ranch yeah I think it was boss's ranch uh, and we all got in a tree. <laughs> Catfish Chris Kelly and I are down at the down at the bottom, dressed like desperados. I mean, we're in the mood. I got a gun on and everything. Yeah, I had a beard, you know, I had a Clint Eastwood hat. Casey's Tiggle up looking like a dude in some kind of hat in the tree. <laughs> holding a picture of Dick Wilson because Dick couldn't bother to be there that yeah, day. I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no, and Cliff, I, I, you were there? I, I think I was a tree? I, I think I was uh, volunteered to be uh, to climb up the tree. So yeah, I was up yeah. I was up high. Were you you were the canary the, the canary in the yeah, I was I was way up high Thanks on, you, Cliff. The, Thank on you. the left side, I think. Yeah. Only time so Cliff will admit that he was high. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy that you can't identify? In we the think it was Chuck Duckworth. Oh, you know oh. his name? Well, yeah. What was he doing? Who, who what was he doing Duckworth? in the tree? He was uh, he was a friend of Ron Voss's. Well, uh, <laughs> Ron had three daughters, and uh, 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 Duck was at one time I think dating the middle daughter Teresa. I okay. Think. Oh. But uh, that's how the relationship got started. But then he he started hanging around with the station gopher. He's in a couple pictures in the studio. Well, that's too. good marketing. Put him in our picture with the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I just remember. I just remember. I had to get up out of bed to go there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's your memory. That's right. I was out in uh, uh, Raymore, out in Raymore, Missouri. Yeah, I remember you know, that. I do remember that. Yeah, I think I was there. No, oh, you were there. No, your picture was in the <clears throat> on the tree. I mean, okay. you, you can look it up. It's on the KY one hundred two thing. Maybe I just remember the picture. Yeah. I brought a couple Spanish-looking guitars. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's jump forward a few years here. When Max and I were working together in the early eighties. I still remember in a van out in Nolan Road, changing clothes into military attire, yeah. so we could go into a uh, a restaurant that was empty out there. I think it Pickleman's. used Pickleman's. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and um, Frankie was a part of the morning show at that point. Yeah, and we were changing clothes and going in there, and we had our pictures taken, and we had goats in there. It was a goat in we there. We had a David Bowie lookalike. David in Bowie there. lookalike. It was a big bar there. We were the A team, remember? Does and that uh, picture still exist? Somewhere? Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a great picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting at a table with an automatic weapon. You were sitting at, you know, you got your military clothes on. I right. was with Frankie at the yep. bar. We had a goat there, David yeah. Bowie look-alike, so yes. Uh, yeah. I wonder how many total on-air personalities there were at KY over the course of the well, time. I don't know. Randy Rayleigh's put some t-shirt together. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and it has Everybody's all the names on, the on there. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I'm sure he left some off, but it fills up the whole back of the t-shirt. It's got to be a hundred plus. Staff and everybody. After yeah. all <coughs> but I mean, in listening to the stories, it's kind of interesting, though, in a lot of ways, at least some of us, we, we, we weren't there all that Mm-mm. Long. It seemed yeah, right. longer yeah. than it. You but know. that's the nature of our business. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, park, but the, you park the Winnebago out back and leave the motor running. Exactly. But you're part you're part of that first that history, oh, yeah. that first the that's first generation. Amazing, it's amazing to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you really think about a, a station that literally goes on air. I mean yeah. you, don't, you don't do that. We went collectively went on to destroy K U D L. Yeah. Just it didn't take long to obliterate do that. Obliterate them by 77, mm-hmm. 77 through seventy nine, yeah. and th- and that's when the ad agencies caught up with what was really going on, and and uh, those numbers are important that you that you have there, Casey, because uh, man, oh man. But we took on all comers and we did pretty well against yeah. against everybody. We everybody. did, you know. WDF AM was still the big monster back then. Yeah. You know, David was still on in the morning. I think wasn't he? The Golden Beacon. Yeah. David Lawrence. Well, uh, when we well, skinny took, Bobby Harper. Skinny, yeah, that's skinny right. Bobby yes. Harper. KMBZ was what a guy. KMBZ was the number well, one true, station, yeah. and we beat we beat them. I think Mike Murphy was. It was at Murphy the time, and Pat Murphy was yeah. on in the afternoon. Kurt Murphy, Mother Murphy, Mother Murphy was there. We had a pretty darn darn strong signal. That signal, signal was too. the best in town. It you was know, a great yeah, signal. Up on the Channel Four Tower. Yeah, think about how ephemeral that is. You guys were, everybody in the city knew what was going on on your station, and it's gone. Yeah. There are very few yeah. printed pieces left. That you, you had some of them. It was really cool to see that history. And now everything, every idiotic little podcast like Dick and Loy's Media and Marketing Mayhem. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah. Brought to you by is indelible yes. sponsor here. I always wanted. And don't forget corn pads. I don't. I don't know who would do it. KCBQ in San Diego. Their building doesn't exist anymore. Big time station. 
they had a big ceremony where all the people came in and they 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 put a little monument there where the where the building was. Oh yeah. I always wanted to do that if, if Channel Four would allow it. To put a little monument there the on the corner of Thirty First and the Southwest beginning Traffic of KY One Hundred Two. But yeah. somebody would have to be spearheaded, and sure, I'm not the one. Yeah. <laughs> now you better hurry while Channel Four is still there. I have a feeling it'd be more like a headstone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. And as we well, lies headstone too. <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember, as it always was, Max yeah. and I didn't want to do anything. Let Jay do it. That's He'll right. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, uh, yeah. Kitana, can you take this on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jay passed away in 2016, and yeah. we had a, a great moment for that. That was a couple of months after we were uh, Jay and I were put into the uh, Kansas Music Hall of Fame. Congratulations! The first jocks to go yeah. into that. That's yeah, great. cool deal. That's and great. so Jay came to town. We had a great dinner together and things like that. And two months later, he was gone. So, and he's buried out in Independence. So I can't get rid of him at all. So, <laughs> so, 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 so is the uh, so is the the car still right? Uh, well, the uh, yeah, I, I, that's I've, not out there. I've crushed think. a lot of dreams by saying that the Dick and Jay Cruiser, just the back of it, was at Worlds of Fun. The rest of it was in a junkyard in Liberty. So you know, we haven't we haven't talked much about Jay, but Jay, my favorite memory of Jay is when I was PD when you guys yeah. were, mm -hmm. and I I. I I touted you all over the country at morning show meetings. Well, we were a, a, one of the. We, we've always yeah, said one of the yeah. first morning teams on FM in the country. But my favorite memory of Jay is, and it's always that way. Jay's not like sitting right there to like ready to go. Jay's like reading USA Today, almost half asleep. You well, know, he was nonchalant <laughs> with everything. That was Jay. That really was his personality. I, I just heard a Dick Wilson air check a few minutes ago where he. Uh, he said something, and then he said, "And Jay will be along with news in a few minutes." And that's—I didn't hear Jay at all. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah, must have been out loose, doing yeah. something. Yeah, uh, we brought Jay in, in '75, I guess. Was it? Might have been yeah, 70, early '75. It was pretty early, but he was—he was—he uh, was—he uh, was, uh, uh, was a promotions director, director yeah. beforehand. And uh, we brought Jay in to do news, and it degenerated into Dick and Jay from there. So uh, it, was, it was just swivel quite an experience. Sam, remember swivel Sam? Oh my gosh! And my favorite thing People you ever standing did. standing on office chairs. My yes. favorite thing you ever did mm -hmm. was you had these uh, clothes on like uh, rescuers. And you got on an escalator. You're oh, rescuing yeah. people from the escalator. The stalled you know, escalator. Stalled escalator. Yes. Well, that was part of the Dick and Jay, the only Dick and Jay Channel 41 uh, late night half hour show <laughs> that they put on. And they still remember the uh, what was the name of the theater? You did a lot of shows from the theater there. Too. Well, the uh, the Bijou live the Bijou, at the Bijou. Yeah, yeah. That was that was really a groundbreaking <laughs> thing. We had the audience. Uh, you could still in in any grocery store in town I can go into, and there are still people that say, "Hey, I skipped school to come down Friday morning to the Bijou." <laughs> Big deal, yeah. Big deal. It was great. I still remember uh, John uh, Cougar Mellencamp back at that time. We were driving marshmallows with golf clubs off into the crowd <laughs> and, uh, and those kind of things. Talking about early concerts, um, I think this was either the very end concert or very end of 74 in August or the very first in 75. But you sent me out with Frisbees. To, and it was a, a co-thing, it, it wasn't a KY Presents, but uh, Ron Brothers was there from Quickie. Seems to me it was Johnny Rockin' Rollins from K uh, Super Q, and me and somebody else <laughs> at Fairyland Park. Uh, that was still there, huh? Yes, it was still there, and it, it well, Fairyland Park closed in 75 or 76, yeah, I think, but it was, and it, I'm trying to think if it was 
REO Speedwagon or Blue Oyster Cult, but somebody was playing on their old rickety stage out there wow. one evening. And it hotter than all get out. It was Kevin and Gary. It was REO Speedwagon. It was? Yes. Hmm. That's a name you brought. Ron Brothers. I thought of that name. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that one wow. in a while. Sticks. I met Dennis DeYoung and, and uh, JY <laughs> out there at Fairyland Park at one of those shows on that rickety old stage. And I mean, you could literally go like this and it would go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it was like the roller coaster. It was, coaster. It was the same deal. Like the whole like place was built by the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, there were a lot of shows out there. Blue Oyster Cult was on that show because they opened for sticks, I think. I got to go back to their trailer and open the door. Oh, Talk about a contact high. <laughs> well, I ended up with the powder in the back of the limousine. Oh. You know, <laughs> Dennis and, uh, and JY. It's and amazing they, we lived through all that. You talk about artists. I, uh, I remember seeing Black Oak, Arkansas, one of the outdoor concerts, coming through the crab. And uh, Dave Mundy was one of their big yeah. guys, you know, and he was right there looking important, going beside him. And Jim Dandy um, had a codpiece on. I mean... He, it was nothing hidden, man. And I, when he got on stage, like, God, can you do anything else? Explain what a codpiece is for the audience. Lloyd, can you talk codpiece to us? It's an attachment, Dick. It goes on the front. Okay. Yeah, I always I'm wearing one right now. It's kind of like a hood ornament. So yeah. yeah. In this room, I'm wearing it backwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Need a rim shot there, buddy. Uh, I love it. You know, uh, uh, speaking of artists, my uh, I have a memory of Todd Rundgren being in the studio with Jay and I. I don't even remember interviewing him because he was making out with a groupie in the in the corner. He was the worst. Yeah, he I heard about. He wouldn't talk I about even himself. heard about. This. He wanted to talk about his group. Yeah, uh, yeah. get out then. Uh, you know? Gary, Gary Wright. And now live from Memorial Hall, KY 102 presents Gary Wright. I want to make a little announcement. First of all, I don't know whether you're aware of it, but we're all on KYYS right now, radio. Let's give everybody, everybody give KYYS a hand. Dreamweaver. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, I, and I remember asking the questions I got, I got a, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, sure. Melon Camp, yes. though, was the worst. Yeah. yeah. He came to see me once at, at some thing out there. He would, I mean, he just, it was awful, just terrible. And he was the same in Chicago. I saw him there. I spent a whole afternoon, or actually day, with uh, Meatloaf in Chicago walking around the streets and he remembered, we did once, we did a promotion where we had these tuxedos and we put Linda Ronstadt on the back of one. I, and we've on those, yeah. Yeah, and he remembered that uh, that thing. And I, the Linda Ronstadt, I think that was really early, like maybe at Cowtown or somewhere. I don't, I don't Who's, uh, whose remember. idea was that to do the tuxedos? You can take credit for that if you yeah, want. Yeah, okay, I will. Okay, yeah. That was, my idea. <laughs> that was a great deal. Do you remember, Rocky guys remember Ryan. those at all? The tuxedo jackets. We would we would go down uh, to uh, Sir Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Just off downtown, we'd collect up all their old tuxedo jackets they didn't want, and we would print front row seat (laughs) things on the back of them, and you had these Ah. jackets that were incredible. Yeah, yeah, I still I gave one two just recently to uh, the archives. Huh. I was just thinking about you were talking about the uh, the concerts and so forth. As you recall, our our first or our studio, the one that we worked in initially, wasn't very conducive for interviews or <laughs> there, were, there wasn't a lot of space. I put it that way, and I had. Uh, um, 
I think I was doing seven to midnights then, and Fleetwood Mac was just hotter than hot, oh, just yeah. coming in. Yeah. And, and uh, there was literally no room yeah, in the well, studio. Wow. So I was fortunate. And Stevie Nicks sat on my lap. Oh, oh. she was thin then. Oh. Backwards. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I wish I did. But, uh, can, but, we, uh, can we put that on hold and let me uh, visualize <laughs> that for a while? But yeah. Stevie she Nicks on lap. So okay. Yeah. She was so darn cute then, and will be back in a moment. Hello, <laughs> voice. Yeah. And uh, isn't that something? Phoenix. Yeah. Put, put on sweet Judy blue eyes. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you a lot of fun. You could have said because of the size of our studio. Will those of you who are least important for the group stay out in the hall? <laughs> this this studio, well, once you got it turned back around, yeah, you know, yeah. so the, the yeah. big one that we had, and, and this one faced the door, and the, I, it, I don't know, I think you were gone by that time. I was gone a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he left right after Stevie Nicks. That's right. <laughs> there wasn't room enough to even put the ashtray. I know. Because we, in, in those years, I, I was a smoker, and I think there were several. Mm -hmm. I, you never you never, never did, no, huh? but I could inhale your guys. I'm teaching him right now to smoke yeah, cigars. Yeah. It's <laughs> not easy. Lloyd's trying to help me keep it a cigar lit. There so wasn't, I I, you couldn't put, um, we used note cards in, in at that time because Lee had come in in February oh, of 75, the if liners. I remember, the yes, liner cards. Yeah, yeah. And we had to interpret the liner cards. Yeah. And uh, you would pen them. And uh, or uh, Jay might, mm -hmm. um, and they'd show up, and and we'd we'd have to interpret the card uh, rather than read the card. Yeah. Talk about the card, and um, there wasn't even any room to put those cards anywhere. And I ended up just laying them on the board. Yeah. And um, um, that to me, and I have pictures of that, of that board, and and how good it was. But it was totally inconvenient because you oh, couldn't yeah. even write on anything. Yeah. Well, we had room for then, a two-foot-tall uh, Christmas tree. Well, we did have two, but yeah. Well, you know that board uh, was moved from the back, then over to the side, then over to the door. It right? was, yeah. yeah. We, we finally faced the, the door. Uh, yeah. At least we get to and see the, I think the that gun board got in, moved so. into production. Well, I was yeah. doing uh, yeah. middays at the time, and I w was not by any means a very good interviewer, although I could tell you Linda Ronstadt's story about that. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, Jim Stafford came into <laughs> town, and uh, he was uh, in the station. The spiders and, and snakes guy? Yeah, yep, okay. yep. I don't like spiders and snakes. Later to go to Branson? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I was on the air, and you wanted me to interview him. I was scared like all heck, because I was not very good with interviews at the time. And you came up and interviewed him. I, somewhere I've got a picture of me sitting at the board, you know, turned around like this with my hand, <laughs> hand like this. And you and Stafford, and you and Stafford are going back and forth, Max, uh, and both you're cracking each other up. And the interview maybe lasted 10, 15 minutes, and uh, they were laughing most of the time on the whole thing. And I'm sitting there going, nothing like laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, Branson, you knew Kenny Rogers for some reason. How you did know, that come about? Well, when I was in Denver and Kenny Rogers was with First Edition, they came in and uh, they were broke. Totally broke. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, had a couple of uh, places to play, and uh, so we, um, I befriended them. Okay. And uh, became very close to Kenny Rogers, and uh, I still have some pictures of us in the in the studio, and it just continued. We continued to be friends. He said, Max, you know, if I ever make it big, I'm going to send you to Hawaii. 
he never sent me to damn Hawaii. <laughs> Well, now, know, do you think he, he made it big or not? No, I want to tell you what happened. He spent all his money on that facelift thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was at a Kenny Rogers show out at Ameristar when we were when KY went down. I was, they were trying oh, to call really? me. I was out there in the front oh, row. My gosh, yeah. He didn't know I was there, and he wouldn't. Yeah, we could you call know. Kenny. He'd probably look surprised. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but but Kenny, because Kenny, and then and then he wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and then they and then they got a chance to record a song called "Just Dropped In." And I said, "Don't, don't record that. That'll never be a hit." Oh well. <laughs> okay. And he took all that money and he put it into Kenny Rogers, uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters, <laughs> fried uh, chicken. Well, I, I know you do. I recently saw an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, oh, and Venus wow. had a bunch of girls in there at night. Did you ever do that? Oh, uh, no, no, I never. Dim I, lights and the no, girls. No, no. There was a rule <laughs> that there's nobody in the, stu- in the studio after 6 o'clock yeah, at night. Right, but the know. doors were always mysteriously unlocked. He's never going to check. Come on. Which, by the way, we mentioned this before you started recording. There, there weren't any locks on the doors. In oh. fact, there weren't even a latch yeah, on the door. It was like going into a bar. You could go in any time in those places. I remember as a guest, I thought, man, this is weird. These doors are unlocked. Well, for the next few minutes, we'll talk about radio groupies. And we're back. Yeah, and we're back. (laughs) Seven to midnight. When I was doing seven to midnight, again, the board was facing the wall. The worst sound you heard was the door opening and closing behind you while you were in a break. And um, I turn around, and there's this girl standing there. Hi. Hi. Uh, can I help you? Yeah. Uh, Ron sent me down here. Ron? Yeah, from, from Quickie 93? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, she said, uh, I'm, I'm to come down here and, and, and be nice to you. <laughs> Good cover. And Good I cover. said, uh, huh? Okay. <laughs> how, how old are you? Fifteen. Uh-huh. Oh, On the go. phone <laughs> to Ron Boss. Ron, get down here now. <laughs> like that. And that, that was, that was a, a seven to midnight story. Oh, those competitive stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nowadays, you can't, with all the LMAs and everything, you can't do that. You can't prick the other station because it's owned by the same company. Well, that's true. Everybody owns the same company. I can't remember. Yeah. What, it was the 80s or what it was. I had an arm guard for a while. Somebody was threatening me. And I, mm-hmm. It was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I'd meet the yeah. guy every morning. He'd have something on his hip, yeah. and he'd follow me around and everything. And uh, Fred Rocks, God love him. I was wearing it. You remember there was old Gilbert O'Sullivan alone together naturally? The, right, he had, they had yeah. a, the sweaters and they had the G on them, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. They were orange. And I'd wear mine every once in a while. And this guy came in one day to the lobby up at uh, KY 102 and Fred Rock standing there. And he said, Max here? Fred Rock said, yeah, he's back in the... He's got a big G on his chest back there in the back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, back. Paul. Really good. <laughs> a little target <laughs> <down> the- <laughs> Man. I mean, you got to be careful, you know. Oh, good. Now, I guess you really do. Well, one of our other uh, podcasts that we have up is uh, with Katie McGuckin, and she tells a story about a night somebody came in with a forty-five on his waist, and uh, he was he was going to take care. He was going to guard Katie. 
what he was going to do. I'm going to take care of it, make sure she was safe. And I think uh, Randy Rayleigh or somebody was in the building at that time, and he walked up the guy and said, no, that's my job. I take care of Katie. She's okay. And so out, out he went. If so I'd been there, I'd have said, yeah, okay, take care of her. i gotta, <laughs> I got to go. Somebody call the cops. Oh, gosh. Man, no, that never really happened. Did it? Nobody. We we didn't have to call the authorities ever. Different times. Yeah. Different times. It, it was different times. You know, I it worked was. at radio stations in later years where you had the whole three-page document and what to do if somebody came yeah. into the station, that kind of stuff. So yeah, so yeah, I had deal. a couple of times that people were uh, in a parking lot at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. a little frightening. Look, yeah, that's a little yeah. bizarre. That but, was uh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> The, o- the only three-page document we ever had to sign was, I will not take payola. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Those were the years yeah. of that, too. Yeah. That's true. I didn't talk about yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Any other final stories anybody's got? I remember we, that we had a Christmas party, a company Christmas party. We had it at old, the old dinner theaters over off of Broadway. Tiffany's Attic or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I remember it was really a, a, a kind of a wild night for some reason. Uh, don't look it's at a me. group. No, don't look no, at me. no, it's a group, though. But something happened that uh, Dick Fatherly got to be kind of the butt of the joke, and everybody was teasing him to the point that he had oh, to, he no. literally had to leave. Oh no! So they were ad agency people. Yeah. Was what yeah. Uh, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was the uh, king of Tonganoxie. But you know, when you he watch Tim work and did his uh, oh yeah, uh, sure. You know, his theatrics that he'd do while oh, yeah. he'd do a production yeah. and so forth. Was he would come in in later years over at uh, the Oldies 95 studios and he'd, he'd be in the hallway and say, what's the latest scuttlebutt? What do you <laughs> hear? <laughs> what's <laughs> scuttlebutt? What do you yes, know? Yeah. I remember, speaking of Christmas parties, and Max might pr- might remember this, we were up on the top floor of the, what's the International Hotel right yeah. now. It used to be yeah. the Alameda Plaza in a private room up there. And all I remember is by the end of the lunch, I was under the table throwing rolls, <laughs> and I mean, you may have been also, but it was like an it was a food fight, and we could never come back to that place again. Yeah, you're I never coming back to the Pam Pam room. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the last time it just came to me because you had mentioned that in in a, a private hotel room. The last time that I saw you, Dick, was oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, this yep. was New Year's Eve. Yep. 2000. Mm-hmm. It was Y2K at at the Hyatt Regency, uh-huh. and it was about five in the morning, mm-hmm. and we had one little bit of scotch left in the bottle, and we were sitting in there uh, with Julianne, and. Um, do you remember the Chiefs player that was there I with do, us? I do, and I can't think of his name. He went to Alabama. He was a linebacker, war number 58. What is his well, name? He was the guy that, uh, that died on the road up there Derek on the freeway. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. Derek yeah. Thomas. And yeah. I have pictures of us sitting in front of this big screen TV at 5 o'clock in the morning on New Year's yeah. Day because mm-hmm. we've not filtered back to our rooms yet. Sure. And um, uh, I think that was the last time that I shook your hand. I think that might have been, yeah, yeah, quite a deal. Uh, oh, the people we've wow. met, the oh things my. we've done. Let's yes. talk about Jay Cooper for a minute because he's not here. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, oh, we can he get away with it. We used to go to St. Louis every once in a while making sales calls, Bob Garrett and myself. Yeah. Jay went. Uh, I don't know if you ever went, but we did. Uh, 
women over to have a hotel and we'd call on people and so forth and we'd get pretty screwed up at certain times and uh, I'm in a hotel room after one night and I get a call and it's Jay Cooper and he says Max I don't know where I am <laughs> and he's in some house out outskirts of, of St. Louis <laughs> and I said well look around you know what do you see out there <laughs> he didn't know where he was <laughs> he got I don't know who he was with I can't divulge that I, I don't know either yeah um, called him up can you come down and pick me up I'm, I'm at the corner of walk and don't walk <laughs> oh man well here I'm just uh, thinking back just for a moment thinking about all you guys that came in from out of town and stayed downtown in the hotels and that kind of stuff I always lived out in independence and and lived in my own house I wonder if I can still get the cash equivalent <laughs> of your lodging <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Only yeah, you should try that. Put it in. Yeah. Only if I can have your pacer. Who do you, oh, okay. right. who do you submit it to? <laughs> the pacer, yes. But the pacer wasn't the one, the one the one you originally had. You had to get underneath to uh, shift gears, didn't you? Well, I had a Camaro <laughs> that, you, that you had to get out and turn oh, the wipers on under the hood. Yeah. I do. Yes, yeah. I do. What's yeah. Dick doing? Yeah. He's trying to start this car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cars have always been a thing. I, I, I'm still driving my uh, the 2003 Beetle with 200,000 miles on it <laughs> that my daughter took to college. <laughs> you can have this. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, well guys, before, before we... We totally wind down. Yes. To all of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cheers. 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 And may I say, right. for friends may come and friends may go, and friends may peter out, you know. <laughs> but I'll be your friend through thick or thin. Peter out or peter <laughs> in. All right. I'd like to tell you about a remarkable radio station. Hello. No, that's not good enough. Wait a minute. Hello? No. Hello? Hello? No. Hello, this is Paul McCartney on KY102. What a super station we're listening to. And so it continued on. Thanks to all of those who carried the KY torch into its future. And thanks again to Casey Stangle, Max Floyd, Catfish Chris Kelly, and Cliff Beam. And on behalf of my co-host, Loy Edge, thanks for listening to our podcast and to the radio for all those years. Loy, sing us out of here. You might love it, you might hate it, it's my favorite freaking show. Yeah.